Hey, Stunners. Welcome to another amazing episode of the Cut Life Podcast. And today I am talking to a barber that I stalk on Instagram. I feel like I stalk everyone on Instagram because that's just, you know, the nature of the game. Um, Wade Menendez, a.k.a. Hey. Wade the Barber, for those who are hip to the game. <laughs> How are you doing, Wade? Oh, man. Hey, what's going on? What's going on? Everything is good. Everything is amazing, and you're in Belize, so you're really doing well right now. Yeah, yeah. I'm on a much-needed vacation, man. I, I've been rolling uh, for, the, for the past few months pretty much nonstop, so... Had to take a little pause and kind of just chill out a little bit. I understand. I mean, you have to have that work-life balance so you can be yeah. refreshed and get right back to it. Most definitely. Most and I'm definitely. sure this summer is going to be a busy one for you. Yeah, yeah, it will. It will be. It will be. Looking forward to it. Most definitely. Great. So I've been seeing you everywhere, I believe, in Forbes. And you have a book and you have all kinds of amazing things that you do with brands and celebrities and all of that. But before we get there, how, tell me about the beginning of Wade the Barber, like how you even got into the industry, a bit about your journey. Oh, man. Uh, well, um, I think barbering kind of ran in the family. I can remember, uh, you know, being five years old, my dad shaving us up sometimes. Uh, you know, my uncle was a barber. Uh, my grandfather could cut. My great grandfather was one of the first black uh, had one of the first black barbershops in uh, in West Palm Beach, Florida. So you know, it, it kind of run in the family. But um, you know, I uh, I've been cutting my hair since I was twelve, um, and I you know I tried retail. I tried you know I was a paper boy. I worked with my father. He had his own painting and maintenance company as well. Um, you know, so I did I did a lot of different things. But it wasn't until after I got fired from um, I got fired from, from J.C. Penney's and uh, and also, you know, I dropped out of out of, out of, out of college. You know, I, I did like you know, a year and a half, two years in college. And um, I was like, man, I got to really find out what am I passionate about? Um, and then from there, I decided to go to barber school. That was the only thing that I really loved to do. So I was cutting my hair. And then I started cutting other people's hair. And it was like, man, this is, you know, I never really thought of uh, barbering that it could be a real career, you know what I'm saying? Like something that you really make, um, you know, a lot of money off of, but I didn't get any, I didn't even get into it because of the money. I just got into it because it was what I was passionate about, something I love to do. And I just was like, all right, God, you're going to have to make this work, you know? Uh, so that's, that's how, that's how I got into, um, you know, actually cutting. I love how you say your passion can make room for you because I think, a lot of times, especially with social media, people look at what everyone else has going on and they want this like microwave version of success and they're chasing the mm -hmm. things and the money, but not chasing their passion and yep. seeing how their passion can actually make a profit. I mean, clearly it's working out for you well because you're <laughs> on vacay right now. So not a bad yeah. life to live, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's definitely any anytime you follow your passion, man, money will come. You know what I mean? And you learn so with with your passion and your gifting, you have to also educate yourself. Some things some people are just naturally gifted to do certain things, you know? So you educate yourself in that arena and be the best the best version of that that you can, man. Money will follow you. It it'll come. It'll just come to you. When I first started doing hair, uh doing haircuts and stuff like that, man, like I said, I didn't get into it for the money. But then I started realizing, I'm like, man, I'm booked. 
like, okay, I'm making this amount of, this amount of money. Then, I, then I'm making this amount, and it kept growing over over time. As, as time progressed, the more I would put into it, the more money I got. You know, so. And I was looking that? through your um, lovely media kit, so well put together, <laughs> and you, it you. mentioned that you own two shops in the DMV area. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so you're managing that, but you also have this incredible list of celebrity clients. It's like a laundry list of people um, <laughs> oh, yeah. on there. Um, a lot of people from the gospel community, like Fred Hammond, yeah. and then yeah. it spans to actors. I saw my friend Mac Wilds on the list. Um, yeah. So many yeah. people um, that you work with. So tell me how yeah. you manage your time between being an entrepreneur and, you know, making sure your shops are running smoothly, but then also being on set and dealing with celebs or dealing with brands? Well, um, I, I, I can't honestly say that, it, you know, it was, it's been easy, but I, I do, uh, I am appreciative to have um, two good teams. Like, you know, at each shop, I have, a, I have a team of good barbers that, that know how to conduct themselves for the most part um, and, you know, how to keep things running. So I have a manager in, in, each, in each shop that, that kind of keeps things going uh, when I'm not there. And I, I've realized over the time, man, you cannot be successful without a, a good team. You have to have people around you that you can work work with. Um, you can't be an island all to yourself. And a lot of the, a lot of us as independent, you know, as business owners, uh, small business owners, man, we try to uh, do all the work by ourselves. And I had to learn how to delegate. I had to learn. I'm still learning more, you know, because I'm a I'm a very independent person, man. And I I don't uh, I have a thing. If you're not gonna do it as good as me, then don't don't do it. You know what I mean? But I'm getting out of that, and I had to learn. Uh, you know, it's been some time. You know, just kind of making sure that I, I I learn how to delegate and have other people help and do things. You know what I mean? Building your team. You know, that's how you grow. That's how everybody grows together. So when I grow. Everybody that's on my team, they're growing, they're growing as well, you know? I feel the same way, and I can relate because I'm a type A personality, and yep. I like to have control over my yep. stuff. Yep. But then you realize, okay, if I want to expand and if I want to grow, I have to yeah. allow capable people to come yeah. on board. But that's the key, though. They have to be experts in their lane in order for yeah. it to work. Um, yeah. Because if not, then you can have – a whole mess of issues. Um, for sure. Yes, for sure. Indeed. Now, listen, I've been there. I didn't have, I didn't had a bunch of stuff happen, you know, but, you know, over time people learn, and if they don't learn, then they got to go. Exactly. I mean? You got to, you got to put other people in place. So, you know, it is, it could be a challenge juggling, you know, uh, two shops, traveling and being on sets, doing different things, working with different celebrities and different things like that. But I feel like whatever you're called to do, um, you'll have the grace to carry it out. So, you know, whatever, you know, whatever it is that you, you know, that's, that's your land. That's what you're supposed to do. You'll, you'll be able to make it happen, you know, and manage it, you know, just time, um, time management is big, you know, making sure that you, you know, um, you know, just using your time wisely, um, and all that good stuff. So, and speaking of traveling with celebrities, do you have any memorable moments on set that you could share or any challenges that you may have faced? Because, you know, in any work environment, there are times when things may fall through the cracks a little bit or there may just be just amazing moments where you pull through and you're like, yes, this was phenomenal. Like, do you have any stories well, like that? Uh, 
I mean, I mean, I, I, I with names it. that you're not scared to share. <laughs> no, 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 no. See, the thing about it is, like, I don't, I can't say because usually, you know, I work on, I work on set with somebody, um, you know, or, like I've done a lot of stuff like BET awards, a lot of BET events. Um, TV One and stuff like that. Oh, I've been but, behind uh, the scenes at BET Awards. I know that yeah, gets crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a lot of like, you know, the people that they'll they'll have a call time to come in and get a cut, but they won't show up on time. And then you got ten to fifteen minutes to um, to to do their hair, and you got to kill it. You know what I'm saying? And, and ten to fifteen minutes, so it's a lot of pressure sometimes. But I can honestly say, I mean, it works out. You know, I think uh, I, I, I I'm appreciative for the. For when I first started really doing um, celebrity work, actually, I started Little Mo was the first celebrity I worked with. Oh, first wow. out of barber school, yeah. So I started cutting the back, of, like doing when she had a short haircut and um, like doing tapers and stuff. And then uh, her husband, t- uh, backup dancers, and different things like that. And then I started. Um, I met a, a lady. She's one of the execs with BET. So she got me in doing um, like the the gospel stuff. So I, you know, that's how you see I had a lot of gospel people. Yeah, I was like, look at Bobby Jones on there. (laughs) He's killing it in the gospel arena. Yeah, yeah. I was the head barber for the Bobby Jones uh, show for about seven to eight years. So So you had to keep um, Bobby Jones curl in line. You know, he's got that nice slick back back situation. You had to keep that keep that maintained. (laughs) Yeah, man. No. But it's cool, but it's just like how they would do that, They how they do the show, you know what I'm saying? A lot of people, right before they get on, go on set, I got to get them real quick, you know? So I had a lot of practice with doing that, doing quick cuts and learning how to how to make a cut look really nice and within a few minutes, you know? So it's a lot of pressure. I know one time I, I cut Chris Tucker hair. Um, that was that was an experience, man. You know, Chris Tucker is a comedian, so he, you know, he, he funny in particular at the time, too. Um I think I I did the BET up front one time and uh and I had to I was doing his mustache and I, I think my finger touched his lip. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> he said, "Hey man, yeah. did he do yeah, that voice on like, you? Hey, he man. went he went straight hey, Friday on yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, you know, all day. He's like, "Hey man, can you can you just make sure you don't touch my lip, man? <laughs> I'm like, man, come on, bro. I'm, it, I'm like, now I'm nervous. Now I'm like, God, oh, this is about to turn real left. You <laughs> you sitting there holding the clippers, uh, the clippers yeah. with the grip, little kung fu yeah. grip going." on <laughs> that is hilarious I like, man, like i wash my hands bro like i'm good like i'm good I could, all I can see in my head is Chris Tucker as Smokey, like, man, yeah. <laughs> what you doing, man? Listen, man, that thing was funny, man. I was like, oh, man, let me get this man out of here. That you know, is hilarious. Stuff. But, I mean, you yeah. know, stuff happens. And stuff happens, I think there are sure. a lot of stylists um, that listen to our podcast, and they may be in the salon, and they're interested in working with celebrities and or working on set and they don't realize you know how difficult it can be and how under pressure you are and the time and time is money because and it's not just your vision or the or like your vision in the client but you have the director the producers you know everyone is kind of like having this vision that you have to execute and in a certain time Mm -hmm. frame and if you're moving too slow they're like what's going on in hair what's going on in makeup what's happening in wardrobe so hey i do want to say this man i a lot of and i told my barbers and barbers that you know that are connected to me let's not chase trying to cut celebrities to do set work it is nice it is a good experience uh i think that yeah get get it under your belt 
But don't neglect the people at the shop because the people at your local shop or whatever, you know what I'm saying, other people will be the main ones that will... The bread and butter. <laughs> yeah, the bread and butter. Because these day rates and nothing against, you know, set work and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, if you get your, your, your book up, you can make way more at at the shop than you do on set. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, let's not like, you know, it's cool. It's a good resume builder to, to say, okay, I cut this person's hair, but let's not get focused on that. And I like too many people are focused on, oh, I just want to cut celebrities. And they don't understand what goes along with that. You know what I'm saying? It is a lot of pressure. And, and a lot of times you know, breaking in, there's so many people that, you know, I've, you hear so many stories. Yeah. I used to be in PR. That's my background. Yeah. I worked in the entertainment industry. And yeah. I know a lot of celebrities love that barter situation. So sometimes yeah. breaking in, yeah. they're like not even yeah. trying to really pay because exactly. they're looking at their name more than your craft. Yeah, and exactly. so you do have to be very careful. And again, yeah. it's about passion. Like if you have a passion to work within TV and film and productions and just know mm -hmm. that it's long hours. There's a lot of hurry up and wait, yeah. you know, yeah, going yeah, on. Yeah. <laughs> Hurry up and wait is real. It's so it real. real. They're like, call yeah. time 6 a.m. and you don't start working till noon. You're like, I could have slept in, right? Yeah. No, we need yeah. you on set. We need to know where yeah. you are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's crazy. That's real. That, that you, you know all about it. Oh, yes. Definitely it. know some of the ins and outs of that. Um, but let's switch gears a bit because you have become extremely popular for the man weaves and units. And I know it's like... <laughs> I guess somewhat of a controversial topic, even though we know about like toupees of the past and, you know, people using, you know, different hair pieces or hair transplants on men. But I think a lot of times it was looked at as a white thing and not necessarily mm -hmm. a black thing. So now fast forward yeah. now, it's like men are like, look, I don't have any hair and I want some. I want to look a certain right. way. So give me the backstory on how you even got into doing this, creating it, you know, where the demand came from. And, you know, yeah. we'll get into like maybe a little technique and stuff like that. Okay. Well, um, I, uh, there was a young lady. I tell this story all the time. Her name is Brittany. Uh, she was a, a stylist and loctician at my, uh, at my salon. And she put out this dread hair, you know, she put out hair, it was like loose hair. Um, you know, she had clients that were thinning, they were losing their dreads and, you know, she would add the hair to it. So that's, it came to me like, kind of like that. Of course, like you said, I seen, I seen, you know, it was popular amongst the white community and some black guys, some older black guys just sitting hair on their hair, you know, the toupee is not looking blended or, you know, you could tell it was a toupee. Uh, so, but I was like, man, it gotta be a way we could do this for guys. And, you know, just kind of did some trial and error stuff and, and, front, and before you know it, it was a thing, you know. Um, I did a sew-in on a guy, and then I did another technique. And just try, a lot of trial and error, man, throwing it on Instagram, still trying to feel my way through it. I, you know, uh, I reached out to different stylists that maybe knew how to do certain things to kind of learn different things from them, but I had to create my own lane as well. And so um, it's, it just kind of it just kind of did it from there. Um, and then I started teaching other people there, there, you know, there are people that would take this thing and try to keep it to themselves. Um, but I, my thing was like, man, like I want everybody else to be able to eat and, and, and make something of it as well. You know what I mean? So, um, that's why I do the classes now. And that's been, that's been a success. I have a high success rate, um, with teaching, you know, the, the style has been become very popular in the last couple of years, man. So, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm happy to see 
how things are evolving. Because before, when I first started, it was very like taboo. It was very like, oh, I'm not getting that. That's gay. I ain't doing that, you know. And uh, now, a lot of the same people are like, oh, let me let me think about it now. The more they want to try it out, huh? Yeah, shave yeah. some years yeah. off their face yeah. a little bit. Exactly. So when you exactly. first started, did you? ask a client like hey I want to try this on you or did you have someone come to you like hey I'm I'm interested in this or I heard about it before so, no, no 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 I had I just I had a client he actually uh, he had an afro and um, I was like man I want to do something because he had hair all the way around just in his crown area it was thinning oh he was George uh, so, Jefferson out here yeah yeah it wasn't as bad as George Jefferson though it was just it was almost there but I, I, I so that's the one I did the sewing on uh, and I threw it on the ground, and it just was crazy. Everybody was like, yo, but you picked the hair out from the ground and put it on his head. Like, how did you do this? This is witchcraft. This is witchery. Like, what is happening? You know, so uh, it went from there. And then, from well, you know, social media, man, the way social media is, you post something. It goes viral. Yeah, and then you're going to have people that's going to hit you just from off of one picture. You know what I'm saying? Branding and marketing is, is everything. Absolutely. So created a, created a, a, a lane by itself. I didn't have to really do much um, after posting a couple of pictures, you know? So do you think that there is a double standard or I should say, do the same rules apply to women getting weaves and men getting weaves? <laughs> and I say this because women, as we know, and I'm in based in Atlanta, which is yeah. like a weave capital. Women right. get weaves and most of the time men can look and tell, pretty much tell it's a weave or a wig or something like that. There's some women that get extensions that you might not be able to tell as much, but the man is pretty much, you know, aware that it's a weave. Right. Do right. you think it's protocol for men that are out here dating to let women know <laughs> that it's a weave? Because it's almost like the the old school hat trick where girls would say, you know, I meet a guy, he have his hat on and he right. looks a certain way. And I don't know that, you know, the ceiling is missing a little bit. And right. then he right. takes the hat off and he looks like a different person. And in this instance, it's like, you know, you take the weave out, you take out your sewing and what do we have oh, left? So, so are men out here, you know, low-key catfishing? Or are they telling the truth? <laughs> hey, listen. No, people are. I got I got homies. It's funny. Um, all right, these are the guys that have not came to me and got uh, and got maintenance like they're supposed to. So they, they would go months without getting no maintenance. And uh, Oh, no. They had the nappy uh, man weave happening? Yeah. Not not only nappy. They, you know, they, they with their girl. They, you know, they're doing their thing. It started sliding. It started off, <laughs> off on, his, on his pillow. You know what I'm saying? So at that point, what Hold do on. you do? I can't breathe. I can't breathe, Wade. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. I can't and breathe. I'll tell, tell him. i say, bro, you get this great. You got to make sure you come back with a maintenance. You know, it's Listen. not tough for how to maintenance itself, but he ain't listening. Anyway. Women aren't even used to their wigs falling off and showing the stocking cap in the cornrows, the straight backs. So I don't <laughs> I don't even know what men must be going through during that time. I, I would should, probably should, die if I didn't know. Yeah. No, I think, I think you should tell. You should, you should say something after a while. I think it's a certain time frame. Like, y'all been dating for a couple months. You know what I'm A saying? couple months, you, Wade? That's yeah, a long so time. Hey, but listen, this in this thing. in we, this new era of dating, <laughs> that's a long time. Two months, right, well, we go together for real. I need uh, to know your hair fact. is not real. Fact. Hey, but well, listen, this is up to the to the lady, the female, to say, "Hey, listen, do you are you wearing uh, a, a, a unit? Is that your hair or not? 
You know what I'm saying? I think it's getting more popular now. So a lot of a lot of ladies are asking now. So but now that like they I, go into Wade and he's blending it all good and you can't tell, you know, <laughs> you're not gonna know unless he uh, unless he doesn't maintain it right, and then has right, a has right, a little right. incident or y'all are, you know, in Jamaica or Belize on vacation <laughs> and he tries to jump in the pool and forgets and then that hair is floating uh, beside hey, him. Nah. <laughs> hey, hey. hey, no, but it's it's pretty good with the water though. A lot of people be like, yo, you know, they're gonna Slide, slide off, you know, if I get in the water, but it's it's not necessarily. I think I got a lot of clients that actually get it and they know how to maintain it themselves, so they know, you know, what I'm saying if it's about to lift and they get in the pool, they they do their thing, <laughs> you know, they, and it's not nothing happening. They don't fall off or nothing. So, well, let's I mean? talk about let's talk about maintenance because I believe that is very important because. Women, we're used to having to maintain a style once we leave the salon. We know what that's like. We got to wrap it. We got to tie it up. We got to curl it. Put You know, we, we have a process to our hair that we're used to. And men are just yep. used to getting it cut. And the most they'll do is wash their hair and go. They're not really having to maintain. So what are some of the key tips to maintaining this man weave? And how long does it actually last once you get it installed? Well, it's different types. I do, I do uh, about three, three to four different types and techniques. Uh, so each one has its own time, time frame and life of its own. So some of them like two to four weeks. Some of them are like one to two, three months. Then some of them like you know four, five, six months. It, all, it just all depends. Uh, so it depends on which unit you get. But usually wrapping it up at night. Um, I sell uh, all of my clients. I sell them adhesive. Uh, they would like to get, you know, to have something because I got a lot of people that come from out of town, so they can't just always come right on the drop of the dime to come, you know, get anything fixed. So we also give instructions on how to maintain it, and um, you know, just little stuff. That so they get like a weave kit. Yeah, low key, low key, low key. Low I love key. it. I love it. But you know what? <laughs> Here's the thing. I look at it like this: women have had options for centuries when yeah. it comes to our hair, and so. Who am I to say what a man should choose to do or not do? I do think, though, you should probably be honest with who you're dating. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because there are, also. I'm sure there are a lot of women and men, if, if you know, they, they like men, that right. w- that won't care. Like, once they know, they'll say, hey, if that makes you happy, boo, and you look good, it'll be our little yeah. secret. You just go get your maintenance, you know, <laughs> go call Keep Wade and book your appointment because <laughs> we don't want to be out at the barbecue with our right. friends and your hair ends up on the grill, you know what I'm saying? Uh, like, that's not what yikes. we want. <laughs> yikes, yikes, yikes. No, no. It, is, it is a double standard, though. Let's talk about that because I'm like, all right, so and I do think, yeah, you should tell... You should tell whoever you with that you have it. You know what I mean? Uh, they should know. You know what I mean? I think if you're in a relationship, you should you kind of keep things open or you know be honest about. I just don't agree with your time you frame of two months. I'm I'm thinking right, like okay, two right. weeks. You know, like. All right. Well, listen. This is my thing. All right. So that, what about the girls that 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 wear it so so they we so nice that we don't know that you can't tell. You know? I mean, I that's very tell. that's what very true, this? and I think I probably am you know, in the minority because I wear my hair short most of the time. So people, when they meet me, they're seeing my actual hair. And so if I decide to get a bob sew-in or get braids, they pretty much know it's a weave because they've seen my hair short. But you are very right because there is women that I know that I'm friends with, and I swear to you, I've never seen their real hair. I have no idea what their real hair looks like. Yeah. 
Exactly. Edges exactly. might be missing. You know, it's yep. it is a lot of bamboozling happening out here. A lot of it. It's just men are jumping of... on the train with us, right? <laughs> I, but listen, but what about the, the 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 woman that would wear a weave but don't want her man wearing one? You know what I'm saying? Like that is a double standard. That is a double I, I standard. That. that is a double standard. Um. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's I mean, it's an interesting, it's an interesting thing. And, you know, it goes, I, I think it's about options and confidence as well, because, you know, people have cosmetic surgery that they can do to alter how they look. You have different mm-hmm. options. So even though it's something that's new and, you know, people are still getting used to, I mean, it is unfair to say that men can't have the option if they want it, you know, like you got to go with the times and the technology. I'm just like, just tell me, though, like, (laughs) let let me know, (laughs) because, yeah, we can't be in a situation where I'm having to, like, catch your catch your wig and hide it. (laughs) (laughs) I think I think you have to have a backup like men. If you're going to wear your man weaves, you have to make sure you have a hat with you at all times. Like real close by in the car, in the glove right. compartment somewhere. So just in case you get some slippage, you can put that hat on real quick, or have a, like a do rag handy. Oh man, <laughs> no man, it don't happen like that. You usually know if that joint gonna lift. On you you know, know, I had to take saying? it there because it's just you, you know, know, you know. I just yeah, you, you know painted the you picture the for me. <laughs> oh my god, that is so funny. I lo- I love it though. I mean, hey, and you. Did have a write up in Forbes? I'm correct, right? About oh, it was not 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 Forbes. I've been Black, in Enterprise. Black Enterprise. I've been in Essence, well, Black so. Enterprise is the Black yeah. Forbes anyway. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, let's. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I'm just speaking hey, into it. Yes, we're manifesting. We're manifesting Forbes right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, you were. I um, had a write up in Black Enterprise, and basically they said, "Wait, the barbers out here making bank." on these units okay (laughs) (laughs) these men are coming from far and wide and and so question because you know with women sometimes they'll pick a hair texture that doesn't quite fit the texture on their head are there (laughs) are there circumstances when someone comes in there you know with jerome hair and he's wanting rico suave hair oh, and you're like so you want to do the, the the soft curl today is that where we're going yep. with this yeah 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 so i i always try to i saw i always try to point the people in the right direction keep the texture that matches your texture you know what i'm saying so don't don't you know if you got uh the kinky you know, Kunta look. Don't don't go with the Rico. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, right. Don't 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 go for the Bruno Mars. You know? Nah, we're not doing that. We're not doing that because you're making me look bad at that point. <laughs> you know and that's the point. It needs to look natural and believable, so that exactly. if someone looks at you, they have no idea. And I've actually exactly. seen some in person. Um, I've mm-hmm. seen some that looked very natural and real, and I was like, oh, okay. And then I've seen uh-huh. others. Yeah, and I sure. was like, um, yeah, so your bang is slicked down <laughs> in the front. <laughs> it's a <Yeah>. situation. <laughs> yeah, Something's crazy. happening. Or if you show yeah. up the next day and you have somehow you have a man bun and braids. And I'm like, where did this hair come from? <laughs> you just had a you had an even cut yesterday. Right. right. He wanted he, he wanted some thing. Coachella hair. I'm like, all right, do your thing. <laughs> Get your Coachella braids. Popping. Oh, 
man. man. I mean, it's I mean, it's, it's all in fun, but I, I'm glad that you are providing this service and you have expanded your repertoire because that just creates more income for you. And do you have other staff at your shops that are trained in this technique as well? Yeah, it's more and more uh, that are learning now. Um, I do have other guys at the shop that are, that are trained and, and other people in, around the world now that, uh, um, you know, that is taking my class that I refer people to as well. So once people take my class, then they're eligible for me to be on, to be on my referral list. So I have like a good 400 people that's sitting on a list waiting to be referred to people. Oh, that's amazing. Um, so man, it's, just, it's, it's growing and it's been, it's been awesome, man. But you know, people, you know, this is a thing, man, like, people really are subconscious about their hair, you know, um, you know, so it's really been able to change lives. And man, that's, that's what keeps me going and, and keeps me to, to grind hard like this, because I'm not only, um, you know, of course everybody look at the money, but I'm really impacting lives with this, you know, like right. people are really subconscious, you know, before people, you know, guys are like, Oh no, nah, I'm just going to go ball. But there, there are some people that really don't want to go ball. They don't feel like they look good. Everybody doesn't fit the the cue ball look. Yeah. 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 You know, and and there's actors and there's people that get different roles for having hair as well. Ooh, I wish you could tell me the actors that had a man weave. Uh, I would. (laughs) I know you can't tell me that. (laughs) But I wish, I'd be like, ooh, I thought he was mm, mm, mm-mm-mm. See, he got Uh, mm, mm-mm. Let me find out. I thought he was growing that. But I know for for roles, they definitely create hair for yeah. the good and bad. I would say the worst hair that I ever saw created, I can say this. <laughs> Shamar yep. Moore in um, oh, the <laughs> um, um what was it, Diary of a Mad Black Woman with yeah, those cornrows? Yeah. I said, yeah, Lord yeah, have mercy. Those things was just looked like the wind was gonna come and take that <laughs> braided wig away. I said, Lord Jesus. But shouts yeah. out to Tyler Perry, you know. But yeah, that yeah, was yeah. Woo, that was some crazy hair. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was. I, I, I peeped that drink. So, when speaking of bad man units, we have to talk about Karan Butler because this unit is is a struggle unit. So, what do you think about that? Yeah, I've se- I've seen I've seen Karan Butler say that that that's uh, kind of crazy. Actually, a lot of people have been tagging me in this post. Um, hopefully, one of my students didn't do that because yeah, that drink. <laughs> they can't be out here claiming Wade the barber on that look. Nah, right? man. Nah, he should have grew his hair out some more so he can have a, a better blend because he just popped up with it. You know what I'm saying? It just is like so. There is a process to this, so people have to know yeah. they can't just show up cleanly shaven, thinking they're going to get a head of hair. They need yeah. to actually let the hair grow some so that it can blend. That might. I thought women had an awkward stage when we grow our hair out, but that's got to be a real yeah. awkward stage. <laughs> Yeah, you got to yeah, go to yeah. work with that George Jefferson. Like, oh, I'll be, I'll be straight in two weeks. Don't hate a player. I'll be back. <laughs> hey, but some people, some people, what they do is, especially if you got a job that they can wear a hat. They just wear the hat, and it's like you growing your hair, and it's like the big reveal. So it won't look as uh, drastic. Right, know? right. Yeah, you probably yeah. have to like work your way up because I'm, yeah. I'm assuming men once they start the pro, well, the initial process, they might be a little nervous and unsure. But then once they get comfortable with it. It's like any other thing. You start wanting to experiment with different looks and styles, and you're like, uh-huh. "Ooh!" But then it's like, "Let's not jump too far." Don't go too far, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You be looking like right. Cephas and Reese on in Living Color. I'm aging myself, <laughs> oh, but you know, you can't. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta oh, be careful. Oh. You you out here yeah. giving all kinds of looks. So, but that was a fun. I love that conversation. But and to wrap up, we have to talk about your book. 
the success the success factor 12 keys to help you win in life and just give us you know a bit about what the book is about what inspired you to write it um because you don't really see a lot of barbers becoming authors so that's a new a new lane all right so um i got i i i came up with the book because um a lot of people have been asking you know how did i get to where i am you know how how did you become successful successful as a barber and and all that or whatever, being on HBO, being on ESPN, being on different things that happening, uh, Rachel Ray, you know, everything that's been happening lately. Um, and, I, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm telling my story. I keep telling, having these, uh, these one-off conversations. Um, but I'm like, man, I think that everybody needs to know about, you know, uh, about wealth. Everybody thinks about wealth as it being just money, but wealth is, is a state of mind as well, you know. Um, you know, and just even talking about how to uh, discover what your purpose is. A lot of us are wandering, trying to figure out what our purpose is in life, you know. Um, and we feel like, you know, sometimes we feel like we missed it. And we feel like we waited too, too old to, to do certain things and, and to follow our dreams and different things like that. But I talk about the, uh, you know, purpose. I talk about character, integrity. Uh, I talk about budgeting in the book. Very uh, important. I talk about, yeah, most definitely. A lot of us, especially in this industry, man, because we make it one day and then cash you know, we money like, oh, I'll make, yeah i'll make it tomorrow whatever no we don't spend we live from from week to week you don't have anything in investments or saving um and and just having something to show for it we're always trying to floss trying to you know keep up with with the joneses uh, the, with the, the, the the latest fashions and, and trying to buy a car but we ain't got no house we don't have really things that you know what I'm saying that's going to bring a return so i'm like man like you know, I just wanted to put everything into a book and kind of just kind of just, just spread some, some knowledge and just encourage people. I also, um, people see me and they look, oh, that, that dude, he, you know, he ain't been through nothing. Like, he just got it, got it all good. He's doing his thing and this and that. But they don't know I had to go through a lot to get to where I'm at. You know, I went through depression. I went through a, a, a broken marriage, uh, divorce and losing friends. And, and, you know what I'm saying, a lot of different things that broke me. I was at my lowest point in life. Um, and I had to really experience some things so I can, I can appreciate where I'm at now. Uh, and just to let, let people know, like there's hope there's, there's, you know, yeah, you may went through something, but that doesn't define you. You can have uh, victory on the other side of that and you can go to the next level. A lot of times it'll be our darkest moments, uh, right before the greatest, greatest moments in our lives. So. You know, you just got to know that and keep pushing, keep striving. So that's why I did the book. I love that. I'm all about an inspirational read. Please tell our listeners where they can purchase the book. Okay, so you can you can grab it on WadeTheBarber.com or WadeMenendez.com. Um, I have it on there. Uh, it's also available on Amazon and Barnes and Nobles as well. And for all you guys that want a proper <laughs> man weave. <laughs> <laughs> or just a cut like how do how do they get in touch with you know your shops and with you i know you're you're probably like so booked and busy that it's like no yeah. appointments available but we'll yeah, extend but it I to still, your team I, we still have a, a way of doing all the appointments so they can still go to waythebarber.com or they can go to the hair unit network.com oh well. the hair unit network come on network yeah. yes <laughs> yes yeah, Let them so know they that can, they can get this done properly, that. okay? Most definitely, most definitely. So we uh, we have a system and how we book everything. Um, you don't have to come to me, but I can send you to one of my guys. So we can always work it out. Just uh, you, But you, all my information is on waythebarber.com. And there's also a link 
to the Hair Unit Network on my uh, on my page. Perfect. Well. And one last question: How long does it typically take um, for that process? I know you had said that there's three or four different um, methods that you use, but what is like the typical time that a person would be sitting in the chair to get something like that done? Uh, it usually takes me about anywhere from an hour to two hours each service. Oh, that's um, not bad. On average, yeah, on average, it's usually about an hour and a half. Man, come out in an hour or two, and it's like, new me, we lit out here. Okay. (laughs) But no, thank you so much for sharing this information with us. Um, My pleasure. I'm glad that you took the time while you're on vacation and hope that you enjoy the rest of it and come safely back to the U.S. appreciate that. Yes, and for everyone listening, please follow um, Wade on IG at Wade the Barber. And yes, book, get those coins. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate you. I appreciate you. No problem. We'll talk soon. Thank you all for tuning in. That, I think, was my best comedic performance ever for a podcast. I I mean, I can't get over the man units. Number one, here's my rules for the man units. You got to tell your partner. You cannot hide the man unit for two months and then let it slip off in a situation and because it's not going to be a good outcome like at all the woman's going to definitely be giving you the side eye so please let people know about the unit um i have some exciting news coming up um with the cut life we'll be back at essence festival in july with my black is beautiful i'm being premature and saying it but i got the call today and this is will be our third year working with them so i'm really excited i will also be overseas for three weeks um in the uk and south africa with originals by africa's best so end of may to um, mid-June, I will be out of the country traveling and taking the Cut Life International. So I'm really excited about that. Um, Working on new products. We have a lot of exciting things going on. Of course, the podcast, you can find us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud. Make sure that you're commenting, rating us, sharing the podcast with everyone. Um, As always, you can go to livethecutlife.com for new content. And stylists, please make sure you go to the cutlifedirectory.com because we are offering free listings for the entire year. So for 2019, you can get a free listing in our directory. You do have to apply and be approved to be listed, but it's free promotion. We get DMs and emails daily from people looking for stylists in their cities so they need you and they want you we're eventually looking at turning this into a booking app so you want to get in on this early the cutlifedirectory.com and if you're someone that's looking for a stylist that is highly recommended from the cut life because everyone thinks we're a salon and stylist and we're not go to the cut life directory search your city and book those appointments and until next time i'm out <laughs>